How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Brew podcast, the podcast that marries your two favorite pastimes, the Denver Broncos and beer. I'm hosting today with my main man, Jonathan Cronenberg. You can find him on Twitter at John K NFL. You can find me, Nicholas Manning, at DR underscore and Manning on the Twitter. Sorry, I had an itch. Got a scratch. Oh, um, you have we, trouble with your own handle. Let's admit it. It's a little bit difficult for it's us. It's a little difficult. The doctor in Manning part is rough. It's it is so rough. And this it day, is rough. It is, you know, especially in this day and age, people go, Well, with John K, it must be a K. You yeah. know, they don't so I understand like it Twitter handles getting harder. Also, oh, Twitter yeah. getting harder to figure out. Yeah, don't don't get me started on that. Don't get me started on that. But, I could, I could. <laughs> but early on, uh, first and foremost, what's new? How are you? Um, things are good. Uh, just you know, for for me, watching a lot of stuff going on with CU, uh, getting ready for you know multiple shows, you know, covering all the the different college teams. Uh, especially you know, I've seen a lot of good things from Air Force that people I people were surprised about. Uh, maybe and uh, same with CSU. So I've been pretty excited about that. But it's starting to get cold. Are you? Do you? Ha- are you getting prepared for this big snowstorm that they say is coming? Uh, no. I mean, I don't know what. I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, no, because we prepared for the last one. Yeah, it was pretty, it was really cold. But I didn't. But I didn't that, there was anything. nothing. That was a nothing. There were, we we all were like we were told. Yeah, it was cold. Yeah, it, it was cold. cold. It was cold. Yeah. But by the time I started driving, the streets yeah. were fine. Uh, yeah. I think we we spoke about this a little bit on one of them. I was like, I heard it's going to be like a foot of snow, and I'm uh, it's going to be a hard drive back. And yeah, yeah even like a foot of snow. I mean, it's still like you know that that ice lasted for a while. I don't have any immediate plans like need to get anywhere, so I think I'm going to be all right. Yeah, you know. Kids have some activities. We'll figure it out. If those don't get canceled, we'll get there. Usually do. Do you want them to get canceled? No, their activity stuff, nah. Um, nah that's a, you, you, you enjoy that with them. Yeah, I do. I, you know, and everything's relatively close. You know, everything that we picked, nothing's super far. So, yeah. and that's all inside. We'll be fine. Drive, get back, repeat, you know, repeat. But, what else is going on for you? Anything else? No, you know, working, killing the game. Um, taking my wife for her birthday for a little overnight Vegasy trip. So super Ooh, excited wow. about that. That's when? coming next next month. Next month, okay. Um, so that'll be enjoyable. And then I'm actually going to Mexico Ooh. a few weeks after that. That'll also be pretty exciting. 
So what do you what what game do you guys tend to play in Vegas? When, so if you don't mind, when me, I, yeah, when I go, I'm a, I'm a, my Vegas game is craps. I'm a craps guy. Craps guy. Okay. Yeah. Because really, unless they yeah. unless there is a single deck blackjack, everything everything else odds is like terrible. It's terrible. I mean, there's a reason why Vegas makes so much money, and but hey. It's a good time as long as you do it responsibly and everything. It's a good time for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go to dinner. We'll pick a show. You know? Yeah. That's like, you know, someone I was talking to, well, 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 I don't like Vegas. What what do I do besides, you know, drink and and gamble? Well, there's a lot of shows. There's, there's plenty of things to do. And, uh, you know, I understand if you don't want like high end cuisine, you know, guess what? There's nice buffets for you too. Yeah. Yeah. People watching is enjoyable. You know, it was a lot of characters that go go during seasons. You know, I went out there for Halloween one time. Was that crazy? It was something. Went out there for New Year's, a different year. Enjoyable, just like a enjoyable you know, part. Yeah. It's like two hundred thousand people on the strip. Would big, you would you say if you had a Christian. choice? If you had a choice between uh, New York and Las Vegas for New Year's, Vegas. where would you go? Yeah. I, to New New York to me makes no sense. Everyone's in there for hours waiting, just freezing. And it's like and cold. freezing cold, yeah. And, yeah. and you're just waiting for like two se- for thirty seconds. No, yeah, no, no, not again, not again. Vegas though, <laughs> I mean, because you can go in and out of hotels, right? All that stuff. New York, you can't. Plenty of room. Like, yeah, yeah, you're not going inside of different businesses and stuff. Just not the same. Not the same. But uh, to Broncos talk. Yes. They're currently, well, I don't know if they're currently, but today they're interviewing Sean, don't call me George Payton, and defensive coordinator of the Rams, Raheem Morris. So they are out there right now. Um, Both good candidates. Um, In this process, my opinion, everyone's flawed, right? So you, you... all of the really, really great coaches are employed. Yeah. There's a reason why that. There's a reason why everyone's, up. you know, everyone is an option. Yeah. Right. If they weren't, they would be where they were or they would already be somewhere. So no one's perfect. Let's get that out of the way. However, we ran a poll. Obviously, at the time, Jim Harbaugh and, and Sean Payton were, you know, at, at least the consensus A and B pick. For the Denver Broncos specifically, since then Jim Harbaugh has pulled out. Which you, you were leaning towards that being the case. I'm a little shocked that it was this early. I, I think it was a good play. Ian Rappaport did kind of confirm that you know, he really was interested in the job. It would take a lot for him to leave Michigan, and Michigan stepped up. But he was interested in Denver, which is nice to hear. Um, yeah, so he, he is no longer in the running. Right. Uh, Peyton, obviously, they're meeting today. We'll see where that goes. We ran a poll asking, you know, who out of the if the if the two A's were gone, who would the rest be? So the options were Dan Quinn, Jim Caldwell, D'Amico Ryans and Ajibo Evero. Um, So Dan Quinn, current defensive coordinator, Dallas Cowboys, Jim Caldwell, former head coach for the Colts and the Lions, D'Amico Ryans, defensive coordinator from San Francisco, and then Ajiro Ebro, the Broncos defensive coordinator. Uh, so we had, uh, you know, not not too bad. We had, a, you know, about 400 votes. 
uh, in the short time that we ran it. Can you guess? Have you looked at it lately? Uh, so I looked at it. I gave a glance, but I I don't quite remember the results. So why don't you tell me? Why don't we go from bottom yeah. to top? We'll go bottom to top. So Giro Evero, about 14%. Really? Bringing up, up the rear. A little bit surprised um, by that. Just knowing I'm a little how- I'm a little surprised by it, but I am in agreement. Okay. I so, I understand. Yeah. I, I think he is the least qualified, specifically staff-wise, right? So what's his connection to offensive staff? Who would he bring? Does he have the pull to bring someone that would be transformative enough for this group, etc.? All those good things. Then uh, you know, coming in third. Jim Caldwell, which is a little surprised by um, pretty significant gap between the, the top and this one at 17%. I think Jim Caldwell is a really good candidate. I'm, I'm my personal opinion. If you win in Detroit, it like it, it matters. More, it, 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 it matters. It, it, that was a, something. And I think a, uh, Cald- I agree with you. Caldwell is a great uh, coach, I think he's a player's coach where the players can go out to him, reach out to him, and and tell them what's going on, and and you know he can relay that information to his coaches in the proper way. He's always had great control of his coaches, his players. They've always been very respectful of of what he does. Uh, so I agree. I think he's a a great hire. If if it came down to it, I would not complain about Jim Caldwell to be honest. Now yeah, we're we're on the same page. Third. D'Amico, uh, so D'Amico Ryan's at twenty one percent. Now, now let me ask you uh, what you think. So, why does D'Amico Ryan's have such a, a higher value, I guess to say, than compared to Evero? Uh, both would be first time head coach uh, head coaches. Both would be, uh, you know, running. You know, the first time they're doing this. Except the only difference is Evero has been in Denver. He's been with his these players. You know, at least. You know, a third of them are going to stay. It sounds like uh, there's going to be a lot of change still. But, you know, he would know his defensive staff and who he wants. It sounds like it would be a similar issue with D'Amico Ryan. Am, am I wrong? No. So, so, what, so what's the attraction difference is what I'm trying to I think I think D'Amico Ryan's, at least personality-wise, is more established in the NFL Right. He's been in that position for a couple of years. I think he was an up-and-coming position coach beforehand. Um, I think, really, Everose, this is kind of his first time to shine. So I think that there's some of that. Ryan's attachment, to to Kyle Shanahan, the assumption would bring he'd bring someone from staff, right, to, to come run that offense or a version of it. Got to be careful what you wish for. Ask Butch Berry's crew. Um, but just pulling someone from San Francisco, so not exactly, um, you know, a uh, bringing endorsement of success. So I didn't think about the right. bringing in some candidates from the Kyle, Sh- you know, Shanahan uh, tree offensively. Obviously, with Joe Ellis gone, that's not an issue like it, you know, it, it could have been in the past, sure. uh, but you know, it, it's still something that y- you wonder how the, the coaches feel and, and everyone feels around him because uh, you know, that's who Ellis picked to, to be those guys. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's what I take from it. I think that that's the, the crux of it. Um, and then 
our first place winner with 40, you know, 47% of the vote, Dan Quinn. Um, so, you know, not particularly close, at least double the next candidate. Um, you know, and it's not like we have people sending in multiple, you know, votes. You, you got yeah. one vote, you know, that's how it works on Twitter. And then, and, and, and one, you know, they won 40%. That is a huge margin, um, out of four guys. And, uh, you know, it's, it's for, for me, it's tough to see that such a huge wide, uh, difference between the two um but what are your thoughts on dan quinn first you know i I think dan quinn is john fox right i think that that's uh a coach who's had some success before you know lost a lost a super bowl heartbreak fashion Uh, steady presence um you know i i think he can be a good coach do i think that he is you know promised land 10 to 15 year slam dunk. No, but I I think we have to bring ourselves back to if we got John Fox ish, you know, where we're competing for division titles and, um, you know, 10 plus win a year and he can't get us over the hump. Like, let's take that. We're, We're really far away from that. Right. We have to, the illusion that the Denver Broncos are the 1997, 98 Broncos right now. We just gotta stop. Yeah. So we uh we, we got to get back to competitive, you know, we're pushing for playoff playoff spots. Um that's where we need to be. We're not there now. So we need stability. We need mm-hmm. someone with professionalism that knows how to run an outfit, has good connections that can uh hire competent people. And I think Dan Quinn can do that. I think Sean Payton is probably a much more established coach. It'd be interesting. I I haven't looked at what their head-to-head records were, uh, but I think Dan Quinn fared fared pretty well against uh, against Peyton. They sure time. played a few times. That's for sure. Yeah. So you know, it, my biggest worry was much more about like how much the defense struggled with Quinn when he was in Atlanta than the offense. Um, so you know, I think the personnel that he has in Denver right now is probably better on paper than what he had however um you know he he had some say in that so hopefully that that would get rectified but what are your thoughts if that were the candidate they announced on saturday how would you feel about that i would feel very yes it's john fox like uh but i feel like it would be a little bit lighter um in terms of what i would have as my expectations just personally um you know, obviously, I feel I feel like obviously that Evero and crew would be a huge change. I think all of a sudden you're going to see those guys go out uh, because you're going to see a defensive change, probably to a four three like Quinn runs. Um, and, and and in that, you know, there's going to be change and, you know, hopefully this defense can adapt. But the question is, you know, does Draymond Jones become as valuable in a four, three defense versus a three, four defense? Um, so these are other questions that are going to come up with your players as well is, are these players going to be as valuable in a Dan Quinn defense versus a Ezero Evero, uh, kind of, uh, defense. So that's something I think has to be considered as well. But I think as a coach, he he's very malign. I, malign. Uh, he he just he, he'll get the job done. And uh, 
you know, hope for the playoffs and then you just hope you get in the dance kind of from there. I wouldn't be overly thrilled. Like you said, Sean Payton gives you a lot more you can do offensively, especially. And in that case, you can keep Evero probably and his staff. Um, so I, I think there's a lot to be offered from Sean Payton. But Dan Quinn, I feel like you're getting um, someone who can work strong on your defense, but it's already a strength. So I'm worried about his ability to get those uh, offensive um you know, coaches in, in line and, and, and to be, want to be a part of the staff. I, I like your analysis. I think the biggest thing to encourage Broncos country, right. Again, is going back to the, everyone's flawed. Dan Quinn yeah. is not a, is not a slam dunk hire. Sean Payton is not a slam dunk hire. Essentially it's who's the right pick that's available right now. So I think your points are, are well, well laid and encouraging Broncos country to really recognize that no one's a perfect candidate. Dan Quinn's got flaws. Champagne's got flaws. Um, so really who's going to be the best fit. I see a lot too about, well, what about uh, Shane Steichen and um, Ben Johnson? I don't know that they didn't ask for an interview and those guys said, Hey, you know, you're, you are probably too much in a win now window. Right. And that's a lot of pressure for a first time coach. I want to go somewhere where, you know, it's a team that I can really build, have some grace in and that kind of stuff. So who knows whether or not they've asked those guys. They may still, we don't know, but any candidate that they find, there will be something wrong with them. It's like a draft prospect. Right. Yeah. That they're all flawed because no one's a finished product yet. Yeah. I, I agree with you there. And then, uh, fr- from that, you know, I'm, I'm left to ask out of all these coaches, who is your number one choice then? That's good, man. It's crazy because it's like, you know, what staff? What staff would they bring? There, right. There's so many questions that go right. beyond. Like, and and to me, I don't. Because then some people are going to be upset about the draft picks that have to yep. go over for Sean Payton. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, there's yeah, really... like there's so, yeah, the variables are just Sean, just Payton is, so Sean Payton, in my opinion, is probably a better coach. Right. I think he probably is a better CEO type. Uh, I think Dan Quinn would be my two. John Caldwell would be my three. Just because I know that they've done it. And they have all been successful, varying degrees of success, but success nonetheless. Right, Dan Quinn and Caldwell went to Super Bowls, um, and uh, with organizations that had really struggled for a really long time. So it's not like they went to perfect scenarios, right? They both went to they went to Atlanta and Detroit and were able to win there, right? Like, I mean, some of those things are pretty significant. Well, they had Matt Ryan and and Matthew Stafford. Well, what did Matthew Stafford do before Jim Caldwell? And really until Sean McVay, what did he do after? And then, you know, Matt Ryan hadn't, hasn't had the same success before or after uh, Dan Quinn. So I, I, I would like either. I think if Sean Payton were the, were the pick, two things would be positive is that he, I think, would sign off on whatever was going the other way. The Broncos are going to send too much in draft capital that was really going to handicap this organization. He wouldn't come here. Yeah. So he would feel good in my estimation. He's also under contract. So you probably, maybe you're not re-upping him right away because he's already getting paid. Um, so maybe that's a positive because you're not having to exceed the standard, maybe some of that stuff. 
So we'll see. Uh, I would say that that would be how I'd rank it. How would you rank it right now? You know, I, I think I said this before. Man, do I wish uh, Miss Benson was not uh, not doing so well financially because obviously she owns part of uh, the uh, New Orleans Pelicans as well. Uh, she just she had she's a billionaire, so we can't buy Sean Payton. Uh, you know, you know some of the NFL owners are a little bit harder for cash than others, and it would have been nice if we could have. But Miss Benson, she 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 is good when it comes to cash. Uh, so that definitely hurts Sean Payton in my eyes, where I wish we could have purchased him in a way. Um, but it has to be Sean Payton number one. If he can bring yeah. you to that to that one that one Super Bowl and give you a chance. I, I've been a guy who says one decade, uh, one Super Bowl every decade, and the rest of this, those seasons can be a little bit iffy to, to bad. Yeah. Uh, if she can give you one, if he can give you one decade, Sean Payton, I I would take that. I don't think Dan yep. Quinn can bring that. And so for number two, I have Jim Caldwell. I think that he would be able to be a, a great person to get the right people in line, have things be organized, have this team be ready. This this is a guy who can get the the best out of his guys. And then third, I have Dan Quinn, and it's just kind of by default. I think almost, uh, you know, to be honest, Dan Quinn does nothing for me at this point, and uh, you know, he didn't do much for me last year uh, either and uh i'm just trying to wait to see if there's anyone else uh to put there in front of him and and maybe there you know maybe i should be putting someone like a D'Amico ryan's or even evero because I, I i don't feel strongly about dan quinn coming in and being a head coach yeah no that makes sense to me that makes sense to me i you know i i feel good about any of those options i would like D'Amico ryan's I think at least with what I have heard, definitely some worry about what that'll look like though. But as the tables turn, we, uh, the soap opera for the Denver Broncos head coach continues. And then for right now, we're going to take a short break and uh, we will catch you on the other side. So hold on and we will be right back. As JT would say, Joe, do you know what time it is? Well, I'm looking at my wrist and it says it's beer time. It's beer time. That's right. So today I have Lagunitas Hazy Wonder IPA. Pretty sweet little can. A little pop on there. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a sucker for dogs on camera. It's like it's you just like be if you had my dogs today who crapped literally on every um area of the house, but I love my little papa slab. Um uh, but you know, cute uh cute little flavor. So let me tell you a little bit about what we got going on here. So six percent ABV, 42 IBU. So generally speaking, uh, a little bit less of a bitter taste. Um Pretty straightforward, 6% IBV. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, we'll find out if it's crushable. So this beer uh, has, let's see, let's look on the website, give you a little bit of that information. So it's a pretty clear view. Uh, so it has some stoned fruit on top of the yellow peach flavors that you get. A big blood orange kick. 
from all of the hops. It's citrus, add some tropical. It's available year round. Um, and, and then it's made with Sabro, Citra, Cashmere, and Comet hops. So overall, um, I'm pretty excited about this. So it always starts nebulous, a reflection of a reflection in the back of your frontal cortex. Then before you know it, you just know it. I know that was on the can. That's super dope. I, I mean, that's cool, but what? <laughs> I mean, because when a brilliant idea strikes, why do they say a light bulb goes off and not on? The difference between a spark of a genius and a flash in the pan really just comes down to think or whim. But how can something so hazy be so brilliant? Life is uncertain. Don't sip. That's how you get people to buy a can. You're like, that's right. Especially if they had a, a different ones on each one, yeah. you'd be like, you know what? I have to read the I'm next one. I have to one. check them all now. I got to read them out. Hazy Wonder embodies our endless fascination with hop forward brewing expressed in a bright and unfiltered light. We're going to let them know what we think. I sure as heck will. Now I got to try it. Let's do it. It comes through. So cheers, my friend. Cheers. Let's go. I'm top three, two, one. Oh, it was crisp. It wasn't like overly loud, but it was efficient. It was crisp. It, was, uh, it definitely is not me today. That's for sure. But cheers, my friend. Oh, it smells good. That that face that I'm sorry, like that was a face of I'm enjoying this. And and, and I think if there was another, I would have another. You're not wrong, my friend. That's a big dub. We're gonna hit with a big dub today for the. I th I, I think that was easy wonder IPA. I think when I saw your face hit immediately, it was just like, oh my gosh, it's good. It's good for real. You know, I've I've strayed away from the IPAs for a little while. Uh -huh. I'm really excited because the the pack I got, not one, not two, not three, not uh -huh. four, not five. Got six IPAs for everyone, so I'm pretty excited about uh, pacing those bad boys out over the next couple episodes, so we shall see how it goes. So again, go get you a Hazy Wonder IPA, and uh, you won't regret it. Big dubs here, big dubs. Yeah, that sounds like a big dub, and uh, yeah, you, you can't you can't beat that. I'm sorry. When I saw your face, I think that was the most the most satisfied sip I, I've seen you take. In, yeah. In so it was, it's crisp. Not overly flavorful, but just like just enough. You know, it's not overwhelming. It's good. I could, I could, I know it's six ABV. This is pretty crushable. This would get me in some trouble. So uh, be careful out there, my friend. Uh, be where you're going to be for the night when you try this bad boy, because you're going to want some, if not a few. So. Welcome back. This segment, we're going to talk about the the next wild or the next divisional round 
weekend featuring a slew of teams. But to be honest, we're a Denver Broncos podcast. We don't care who wins those games because it's not the Broncos. <laughs> However, we're going to play a little bit of a game. So we're just going to review some of the p- pending free agents from the remaining teams. John's going to pick one. I'm going to pick one. And we're going to talk about why we would like them on the Broncos. So first up, the lovable Bills, who almost, almost ruined their chances of moving on to Skylar Thompson and the Miami Dolphins. However, nonetheless, here we are. So a few interesting names. Not going to go through all of them because that's a lot. But, John, who would you pick? Who would you keep around? Or keep around? Who would you want as a pending free agent for next year? Uh, if you had the choice, and you why? know, to be honest, I would be interested in Roger Saffold, Saffold um, for the guard. Um, I know he's uh, up there in, in, in age, obviously. I think if you want someone for, you know, a couple of years to hold you over instead of drafting guards immediately and, and trying to get those, those guys in and just have those young guys be in there immediately. I think he's someone who can hold you over for two years and a two year deal and, and, and be productive as well. It's not going to be, you know, someone uh, who's, who's just, you know, holding on to those last couple of years. I think you can get something out of him. What about I yourself? like it. I like it. Uh, you know, if I were to. It's case. To team, have, right? Bring case back. If I were to have anyone, uh, I probably would select. I think Jordan Poyer next to. Uh, next mm-hmm. to our guy would be. Phenomenal. That's a good one. I, I mean, think he would be a, a really that would be a really dynamic pair back there. So I mean, just I really like that. Mathis with Simmons and, and, and I'm just. Uh, that that is a great addition. I think that solidifies obviously everything you need in your your back uh, your backfield uh, for for your defense, and and from there you can let your your guys kind of fly uh, up up front your front seven. Yep. So I will. Uh, that would be my one. So pretending as though I uh, I can't select more than one safety. I'm gonna keep that in mind here. At least try to. Um, I'm gonna. Move on to the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, who are one of my favorite teams because in elementary school I played for the Lakewood Tigers. And right. one year we actually got uniform. Yep. One year we got to change our names to the Lakewood Bengals. We actually nice. got to put the stripes on and everything. It was one of the greatest times of my life. Our team wasn't that great that year, which was weird because we were always really good, but that year, not so much. So I want to bring that back. So I'm gonna go ahead and pick a uh, a potential. Um, free agent from this group, not as talented, I would say, as the uh, as the Buffalo group. Um, some interesting names on here for sure. I would go with I would go with tight end Hayden Hurst. I think that he is a good player. Wouldn't necessarily say a great player, but a tight end that can come in has shown the ability to block. Has been yes. in a variety of offenses and. Uh, you know, could could come in as a veteran presence with Greg Dulcich and provide you with, uh, you know, some a pass catching threat while uh, while also you know showing some chops. Not exactly a blocker per se, but uh, you know holds his own as a as yeah. a And what do you uh, what would your thoughts be one about that? And uh, who would your who would your selection be? Well, Hayden Hurst, first of all, is a player that I think 
a lot of fans have a connection with and in some way they just feel like uh you know he's he's been everywhere so at some point you, you saw a good play from him or something that made you enjoy him um and and I think he is like what you said uh he's a solid blocker which is something we've been missing from uh players like Noah Fan when we had him from Albert Okwebenam uh those missing pieces of of that block, blocking ability really needs to be ingrained into Greg Dulcich and I think that's something Hayden Hurst can do as well as what you're saying is he can be a passing threat as well so that that's really a huge thing for uh, for any team that would get Hayden Hurst. And again, you can sign him to a fairly cheap deal with his age being at 29 going on 30. Right. And that's a huge thing is, again, we're trying to be cost effective a little bit with the Broncos because of the spending that went to some of these other guys if if for some reason they aren't to uh, restructure and work with the team. So I really like that, that pick, uh, especially, again, for Dulcich's future. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think some uh, some other ones on there. Who'd you pick? Who's your guy? I mean, if if you're to pick anyone and you really want that special, yeah, that special, uh, you know, back to uh, for your safety, you got to go with Jesse Bates the third. Uh, he he's expensive though, and he, there's a reason for yep. it. He's only you know, he's going to be turning 26. He was just coming off, uh, I think, the franchise tag, if I'm right. Yep. Uh, and, you know, for someone who's 26 year, years old, that's the prime. He's going to want to probably set some new yeah. marks when it comes to uh, for money earned for safety. And the Broncos would have to be prepared to say, hey, this is what we really want. We feel like that we need to have four special guys, you know, hoping Mathis is as well with Sertan and uh, Simmons as well and Bates. So that's that's the yep. thought there. And uh, you really have to kind of dive in with that and really, really feel like that's the, the future. Yep, I agree. I agree. Uh, so no Eli Apple for us then. Oh, no. no, no Eli Apple. I'm sorry. How that guy is still making, I don't know. But uh, we will move on again. So I've already selected a tight end, already selected a safety. Trying to keep all those in mind. Moving on to the Dallas Cowboys, who had a pretty impressive win yesterday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Who would you pick? Who would be a would be a player that you would want to see potentially follow Dan Quinn over to the Broncos? This is a hard one for me. Um, I think someone who I, I think has been underperforming and possibly with a new change of scenery somewhere where he could, uh, you know, again, find the right coach, the right, everything, uh, Connor McGovern, McGovern, excuse me, not the one who was a Bronco before and went to the Jets, but uh, Connor McGovern is someone I think that with the right kind of surroundings of him, if he's not, you know, seen as immediately as having to force to be the starter, I mm-hmm. think he's, like on the cheap side who can you know you can sign for two to three years and and have a nice cost controlled player who's as a backup is is pretty solid yeah i like that i think he's a so that's connor with two ends former bronco (laughs) one end oh that's how you know the difference (laughs) that's how i found out yeah because i was like oh man this i i always i always look at it and i go (laughs) how am i supposed to know the difference they both are on their center and then yeah and there we Thank are. Thank you for letting me know. You're welcome. That's what I do. I like Tony Pollard. I think Tony Pollard is a really good running back. The Broncos will probably Ooh, need yes. one. He has shown to be an, a, an explosive player. Not a lot of tread due to sharing. So, uh, you know, and still under 26, so still in his prime. That would be the guy I would steal. 
Moving Tony again. Pollard also has to change your passing game so much. Yeah, uh, he's uh, he's dynamic. He's, that, he's dynamic, that guy. Maybe you, have, yes. uh, you keep Latavius Murray, you wait for Javante to come back. You got Pollard. It's pretty nasty. Uh, it is. Uh, threesome back there. But moving on to the surprising Jacksonville Jaguars, who showed us again why the Chargers are the Chargers. They they did, and I have to admit, I, I root for the Bengals. Uh, there was this kid in college who was came all the way from Jacksonville to, to see you, and he, he rooted for them so hard every week, and he's like, I know it's not going to happen, but every week I watch their games and I pay extra to get their yeah. their you know their games and i was just like it was so impressive to see to know that there was there was a Bengals fan out there yeah Excuse yeah there's that, or the jaguar, jaguar fan yeah there is yeah. one another it's probably it um i'm gonna i'm gonna kick us off here defensive end Dwayne smoot um, he was he's been a pretty good player i think mm-hmm. if i recall i think he leads the team in sacks this year uh, and did last year so a pretty good player who, do you think he can do edge and you know mix in with the defensive line at times where he can you know do a little bit of that? What what, what are your thoughts on uh, where he'd play system wise? Maybe I think he I think he was a four be, three I better. Be a, I think he could he'd play the five. Could he kick out? Maybe probably not though. I okay. think he's probably so a guy that you want hand in the dirt. A lot of tackles or eat a lot of blockers and a lot of these. these yes, yeah. and I think you can get some pressure from the interior line. I definitely think he's an interior line presence. Okay, good. Yeah. 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 Uh, what about uh, you? Who would be I, name I, you I like that, uh, especially since, you know, I think, again, you're talking about someone you can get for a good price. For me, this is a player who I think uh, a lot of people are against, uh, maybe just because the first name, and that's Jawan Taylor. Uh, I know we're, you know, don't want another Jawan, uh, but I think he's, he's performed very well this year. Um, and, and I think, you know, at 25, he can be had at a reasonably good price. Um, I think obviously his, his cost would, would go up, uh, going into next year, but, uh, I'm very, I, I, I like him. And I think if you need a right tackle to put in until someone's ready, or let's say you trade away that first round pick and some picks for Sean Payton, I think Jawan Taylor, someone you can plug in and have a, a little bit cheaper, but also be higher end than Billy Turner and those guys where you're taking a risk right. on their injury past as well. Yeah. I think I like it. That was a name that I didn't even see when I was scrolling through. <laughs> I, think he, uh, I think he's a guy that's underperformed for what you thought athletically. Yes. I think um, a lot of people had high expectations yeah, for, for him, sure. And then he, he kind of fell into the second round. And from there, uh, people just expected for some reason that first round talent still. Yep. All right. To our uh, AFC West rivals, brother. I don't know there. Uh, what uh, there, what are something. you thinking? Who's the guy that you would want? You know, I, I look at their first name, Orlando Brown Jr. That that's a big no for me. Obviously, even though we need Lyman, he has an issue with being put on the right side, uh, and that's where I think he belongs is on the right side. Um, I think uh, looking at this, there's there's a lot there's a lot of names here. Um, you know, again, a lot of names that do well for for Kansas city in their system. So what I'm thinking about for the, for the Broncos, you know, for being a little bit um, actually, you know what? I've changed my, my mind. Nicole Hardman, actually y- young receiver, 24 
uh, going to be turning 25. I think he's uh, someone who can, uh, you know, be a little bit healthier than uh, Hamler. And you got your speed receiver who's able to stretch the field. What are your thoughts? I like here, it. Doc? I'm not an Orlando Brown fan. He won't go to right tackle, which is why he didn't want to play him. Baltimore. So, I mean, the big thing to me is what if he was offered the same price to play right tackle? Would he have done it? And I think it would have been no. He was, he's a guy who's very egotistical, I feel. And he just wants to be a left tackle like his father. That's where the money is and all that stuff. Yeah. If he signed a deal, would he move to right tackle? I don't know. I don't know if he would. I think that there's some prestige still based on what his dad. Did I think I, I, I just think he wants to be Zeus. He wants to be his dad. Yep, I agree. I agree. My uh, I'm going to go with the surprising selection. Ooh, surprising. Hunter, Tommy Townsend. Ooh, that's a good one. Tommy and Townsend. he's done a lot of different things besides just punting yeah. where he's had some odd, you know, um, you know, just trick plays as well. So you're bringing in someone, someone different, and I think that it's well needed a punter. Yeah. In, in after after and last def- year, it definitely is an area. It's been, it's been hard, focus. man. It, it's been yeah. hard. You know, it, for for me, I, I was really on the Sam Martin uh, bandwagon, and then he was gone, and I just felt like, man, n- no chance. Uh, so, so next, it looks like we got the uh, New York Giants coming up. Uh, I'll go first, uh, just because you know, I actually really like the Giants. To be frank, I know I know that might be a, not a popular opinion, uh, but I'm I'm a big fan of the Giants, um, and, and I, I like what they've done. Um, you have to look at you know first Dalvin Tomlinson. I think he's a great player. I'm not paying his his salary. He's also getting older. Uh, Saquon Barkley is someone where, you know, if you want to pay, pay a, a running back, that's a running back you pay. It's just, do you want to do that with Juwan, uh, William, excuse me. Yeah. With, uh, Williams as your, as your back. So for me, I think this, this is a hard team to pick. Uh, who do you have? Who are you leaning towards doc? I think I would, I'm going to go frugal here. Let's do frugal. Darius Slayton like frugal. is a guy that, uh, that, that was a pretty good player. He yeah. found his way in the doghouse. He kind of would probably come in relatively cheaper. You know, a uh, depth guy is still 26, has shown the ability to play in the league. So I'd bring in Darius Slayton. That would be uh that'd be my guy. What about you? I think that's a, a great choice. Um, you know, for me, um, you know, maybe bring in Tony Jefferson would be uh, one of my thoughts. Uh, Tony Jefferson, again, someone to be a solid backup just in case Caden Stearns, again, who's proven to be injury prone these last couple of years, uh, they got, you know, his whole career basically. And uh, so I think, you know, again, if, if you're not bringing back uh, Kareem Jackson, I think you're getting someone with Ch- Tony Jefferson who's similar and can uh, be a part of a rotation uh, for your safeties. If uh, again, it, it, if we're not talking those Jesse Bates and those other nice and perky, pretty ones, yeah, I think it's good. I uh, I like it. I like I like him as a as a player. Some pretty interesting players there for the Giants. Um, good season they're having. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they continue to make a little bit of noise. But I'm going to run into the Philadelphia Eagles, who have some interesting names as well. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of up and down the roster. Some pretty well-known pieces. Uh, some other ones. 
I'm going to go. I know that I said I wouldn't go with a position that I've already gone with, uh-huh. uh, but I'm going to. And so I'm going to go with um, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who's more of a slot player than a safety, even though he's listed as a safety. I like him. I think uh, bringing him in, his toughness, yeah. ability to, to create turnovers, I think he's a really good player. Uh, so that would be from their roster who I would bring in. What about you? Well, first of all, they put safety for a reason. You know, it's it's cheaper if they have to, you know, do anything in contract negotiations. And I, I just feel like that's why it happens. Of course, part of me wants to go with Gardner Minshew just to have the backup and have that, you know, with with everything going on with uh, hopefully, you know, you know, we'll see what happens with Brett Rippon and if he's brought back. Um, otherwise, like you said, this is a, a big difference. If, if for some reason the Broncos cannot bring back Draymond Jones, I would not mind Fletcher Cox at the right price. Um, again, right now, I don't think he's going to be getting $14 million, you know, like he did in the past. I think he's going to be going down a little bit. I think he's had some injury issues. Uh, so I go with Fletcher Cox, but that's all dependent on, on, uh, it, you know, who comes back and that's Draymond Jones basically. So yeah. we'll see on that. And if not Garner Menchu, Gardner Menchu. Yeah. Like Gardner, Javon Hargrave is a, is a player that I like. So they, yeah. you know, they have some really talented Jason Kelsey on a, you know, a two-year deal I, I really still play. They have a, they I have expected so much from Andre Dillard, and I just yeah. such a disappointment. Yeah, he is a he's definitely is a is a player that he's I would a, have assumed a, would have been a, a bigger contributor. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. San Francisco and uh baby Shanahan. I, I also think they have some really, really good players um up on their roster could kind of talk myself into going down on their roster and, and getting someone, you know, maybe a little bit cheaper. Um, Colton McKibbitt's tackle from uh, played at West Virginia, still relatively young. Yeah, obviously got Mike McGlinchey, who as uh, a right tackle uh, is a guy that kind of projects as someone maybe they would go after. However, he allows a ton of pressures. So I'm not going to say that guy. Uh, um, but he I, am so go. Much, I, I felt his potential though so much yeah. and it just it just felt like um i i don't think it was the staff i don't think it was where he was located anything like that like a new i i don't see a new destination changing him either i feel like he is yeah. who he is uh as a player and you know they've tried to develop him and give him every kind of chance he can get and i just don't see it anymore you know as a yeah. Yeah, go ahead. You know, I just I agree. I think maybe as a, you know, if it's a relatively small price to pay, then maybe bring him in. You know, yeah, uh, top Again, dollar it's for him, depending on price, <laughs> for sure, for sure. But the guy that I want is Aziz Al Shahir, the Ooh. linebacker. Uh, speedy is all speedy. Guy makes sideline to sideline look easy. So he would be a guy I would love. I would love to see paired up to fill in the blank. Uh, I think he's phenomenal and uh, would be a really tremendous asset for whatever defense that they decide to run here in Denver. Uh, What about you? Who's your pick? All right. So I have to admit, you know, after all this time, it's, it's time to say goodbye to McManus. Um, I think it's, it's just been, it's been rough. I think uh, with everything happening in in the end, I think, I think fans love him. I think the other fan base, part of the fan base just does not like him, but at the end of the day, he's earning too much. 
And, uh, you know, I'd be interested in, in Robbie gold, to be honest. I feel like, uh, even though he's 40 years old, you know, we've seen kickers go and go much, you know, into their 44s, you know, past that. So, you know, Robbie gold, he kicks in a lot of odd weather. He's been in, in, in with the bears. He's been in San Francisco. San Francisco has a lot of wind. Uh, the bears have a horrible field. So I feel like he could also kick in different uh, areas, knows what he's doing. So Robbie gold, I'm going with a kicker, even though there's a lot of talent everywhere else, I'm going with a kicker. All right. All right. I like it. I like it. No, you're like, you do you, man. There's plenty. No, you know what? I think that we, you know, that the kicker position needs to improve. And uh, and that's not the worst to go. So, you know what? I think we I think we targeted some really good players. And at this point, uh, you know, the Broncos can uh, can really reassess. I think that there's a lot of things that Denver can do next year. Some some of their own. Uh, free agents to figure out, but I don't think that there are a ton of building blocks that are up for free agency. Draymond Jones really is the only one, in my opinion, that is that they really need to figure out. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I think the rest are sure, you know, some good players, but not really um, cornerstone guys. Right. I think he's really the only one. It's hard to call opinion. them Jags, you know, just just another guy. But yeah, I don't think the, that there. I don't think there's that. I think there's some good players, but you know, it's really not really being that guy. Tom Compton shouldn't have been playing. Poor guy. Yeah. Uh, Mike Boone, Perp, Felton Reisner regressed. Eric Tomlinson was a blocker that wasn't that great at blocking. M. Fleming was good, but that's a diamond dozen. I think to find guys like that, Andrew Beck and Sauber weren't much. You know, weren't very special. Love to yeah. see Alex Singleton back, but I think overpaying for. A uh, middle linebacker these days, probably not. Like I said, I would rather I, what I wanted from him because he did play so well. I wanted him to play his way out of Denver in a sense. Uh, get yeah, that he. I think he deserves uh, because he deserves that, that guy's it. been through. God deserves uh, you know one last contract. He's Hopefully, maybe it's here. Guy. Hopefully, maybe yeah. it's here. We shall see. But, uh, but you know, I don't want to be the team over to pay, overpay him. I want some yeah. other team to overpay him and get him what he deserves. Yeah. I know that's it's odd to say to say goodbye to someone just because you want them to, to earn more, but I think he would do great uses with it, and, and I think he would help wherever he is in whatever community he's in, and that means a lot, I think. Yep, I, uh, I concur. I concur. Uh, plus, the compensatory coming back the other way. Right, that's also another thought that you, you have to bring into all these equations uh, with some of these players. Yeah, which is something we'll have to talk about when we, you know, once the I have coach one gets question assigned, we'll. Uh, I have one question for you. Hit me. Uh, I had a few people tell me that uh, I, I said, you know, this is this last time we're seeing Kareem Jackson walk off the field when there was some video of it. And some people were saying that Kareem Jackson said he has two more years left in him. Do you believe that he has two years left in him? And if so, is that in Denver? Yeah, you asked me. I think we kind of touched it a little bit the last time we recorded. We? Okay. Does he have two years? I said, sure, if he wants to. Uh, does did. he have them here? No, I don't think yeah. so. Uh, you, you saw a steady decline in his play You know, as a third safety. I just don't know that he wants to be that. You know, I think Kareem right. is an alpha kind of mentality. I don't think he wants to be that kind of guy. So uh, so I don't know here. He just doesn't provide you with much, right? I mean, turnover-wise, those kind of things, one or two a year, didn't really cause force fumbles. Um, so to me, I would rather run with a younger guy. 
and, and yeah. develop that spot, you know, maybe a cheap vet. You know, I was I was pounding the table for a guy like Malik Hooker, you know, maybe a couple, you know, some you injured were. guys are taking a, a big swing. Yeah. He's playing pretty well for Dallas right now. Something like he that, is. I think, would be would be better than uh, trying to run it back with Kareem, especially because I think Caden Stern should be the future there. Until and then you still have, noted. I believe you still have PJ Locke. You still got PJ Locke. You still got, and then um, all of a sudden, that's three guys that, that yeah, you got DTY still on the on the roster, yeah. and so you hope that some of those guys develop. And uh, and I think it's a position that obviously you had Anthony Harris, right? That was on the scrap heap for forever. You can find guys like that, in my opinion. So unless you had a really elite guy, I think you uh, you see what you can do if you wanted to come back as a. You know, if he came back understanding it, it's just super hard. It's like Melvin Gordon, right? You bring Melvin Gordon back to play second fiddle, but he doesn't want to play second fiddle because he's a competitor, all that good stuff. So uh, it can create some some issues. But I, I like, you know, I like Justin. I think Justin can pair uh, with a lot of guys, and I, I think that they can spend money elsewhere, in my opinion. Yeah, my opinion. great point. And that will, football-wise, that's going to do it for us today. It is going to do it for us today. However, we're going to cut this up a little bit weird. We are going to do a uh, beer review. So John's going to cut this up so it makes sense. But I'm going to go ahead and exit here. Maybe I'm looking at Maybe. you because you're going to cut all this out. What do you, how do you want to, what do you want to do? How do you want we're, to do? We're going to, we're going to exit here and kind of in the we're exiting here on Burger. all right well we are we thank you for listening we appreciate uh, your time and commitment to denver broncos football and especially listen to orange brew podcast again for my co-host john cronenberg i am the doctor nicholas manning uh appreciate you everyone out there be kind to one another especially in this cold weather drive nice drive safe and uh Go Broncos. Go Broncos. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. At Post University, you will have educators and advisors springing into action to provide you with personal support. Because whatever your goals, whether you're online, on campus, or both, support means everything. See how support is helping people like you succeed and start your path now at post.edu support. That's post.edu support.